You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast. Val Febo here with you for episode 58. We're really getting up there now and uh, soon to be three figures. Fingers crossed we don't get cancelled in that time. I'm sure we won't because we are a very wonderful show, or we like to think so anyway. And the other person in this way is Brianna Smith, right at home, emerging jackaroo. Bree, how are you? I'm very well, very well. Always a pleasure. Pleasure to my Thursdays with you, Val, and I'm happy to get up to 58. We're almost at 60. Who would I know, have thought? I know we are. We are getting very, very close, and yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride so far, and that will continue today because Claire Turley is going to join us, as is Kate Argent Bowden. So looking forward to those two chats. Claire is going to chat about uh, her career with Lindsay Clark. Lindsay obviously announcing her retirement this week, which we will get to, and then all from international bowls, not just bowls in general. Um, and Kate's going to join us to chat about getting older, really. So we'll uh, we'll talk to her about that and just rub it in that she's not a kid anymore. Um, Bree, Linny, retiring from international bowls come the World Bowls Championships this year. So when that finishes, her time as a ride-at-home jackaroo will be over. Um, Considering she's been there for 20 years, I think you were four when (laughs) Lindsay made her international debut. Hang on, what what month were you born? I was born in November. So you were baby. you weren't even four yet um, when That's Lindsay when <laughs> Lindsay made her international debut and she's still sitting in the uh, in the international setup or the national setup. Um, what are some of the things that come to mind when you think of what she's done? She is just outstanding. I can't even don't even have any words of her. She's such a humble human being. She's got this list list of achievements, and it's just like. She's so humble about just even talking about them, even having on the on the show when she's a former pod squad girl. No, she's she's still part of the pod squad. She's she, still part of the pod squad. She is just after the world champs commitments, then she can come back. <laughs> she's back. She's back. But yeah, she's just so humble. Everyone just wants to be like Lenny. Everyone wants to be Lenny. Yeah. No, well, it's it's exactly right. And you chat to her and we had about a half an hour chat that you can go and access on Bowls Australia's website and YouTube, um, just about her career and um she is, you're right, so humble about it and she just she appreciates every moment that she's had and um you know there's been a few hardships in there missing out on selection for a couple of events but she's also had some of the highest of highs she's a world champion she's a commonwealth games gold medalist and uh, the world championship i think it was in 2008 with claire turley julie keegan and karen murphy that's what we're getting claire on to talk about just how much of an effect Lindsay has had on this international setup or the the high performance setup now, you would have seen it being part of the HP setup yourself. What does she do as a leader that just separates her from so many others in the in the global bowling community? She just goes above and beyond. Like even just in a, in a group huddle before we start a game or whatever, she's just there to kind of go, right, this is our, this is our time. She steps up above everybody else. Like she'll, everyone else says something, but when she speaks, you know it's coming from deep within. She knows she's got the experience there. You just know, right, I'm going to listen to Lenny because she's got all the experience behind her. She's just, yeah, she's great. She's really good at what she does. She certainly is. And I almost did it to her, but I thought, you know what, it's a week that we that we need to celebrate, Lindsay. I almost had a Lindsay blooper reel prepared from her <sighs> from the previous episodes, but we've heard them all anyway. We heard them recently in episode 50, so I thought we'll let her off the hook, but... Come come the end of the year, I think we'll have to make it up, make up for it. But yeah, she's she's been a wonderful servant servant. Sorry, like 
what will it be, 450 international caps by the time the World Championships finishes. Um, World champion, Com Games gold medalist, the inaugural Jackaroos captain from 2011 to 2018. And, you know, that's something that she'll have forever. And, you know, now she can spend more time with her family, with Brad and the kids, Kens and Harves. And, you know, she's pretty much achieved everything there is to achieve in the sport, hasn't she? Yes, she sure has, and now she can go on, and her, hopefully her kids can follow in her footsteps, and hopefully her, ki- her kids and her family will be very, very proud of her, that's for sure. I'm sure they will, and uh, speaking of proud, I'm proud of you for something, Bree, because uh, <laughs> I heard that you had a uh, you had a little uh, charity event yesterday at uh, St. John's Park, and well, did I hear correctly that you lit up the field <laughs> and destroyed everyone in your path? <laughs> It was a small tournament in our club. Come on. Come not on. your words. They're my words. You were humble <laughs> yes, about I, it. I was I not. I didn't say that. I, I was humble. You were not. But, yes, we had a, yeah, a little charity event yesterday at our club, Little Wings, supporting that charity. Um, and I played the singles and the pairs and come away with a singles win. So, hopefully, that puts me in good stead for the Australian Open. What was the score? <laughs> oh, 25-5. There you go. Well done, Bree. Uh <laughs> Thanks, Sorry, I had to throw you <laughs> under the bus there. You deserve you deserve the you deserve the acknowledgement. We did it with Carla, with Clive, with Lindsay, whenever they've had a good result. So we continue the tradition on the pod squad where on the on the show where, you know, if you've done well, you get the accolades from one of us. So no, con- congratulations <laughs> to you. So um Thanks, now talk to us about the event. How long did it go? Was it just a one day thing? Yeah, it was just a one-day event. It was our first time running it for Little Wings. Um, so there was – we had, I think, 12 teams. Well, five. So we had 60 ladies here all together. Um, quite a bit of prize money. Everyone had a bit of fun. We had played singles and fours in the morning. Yeah. And then had lunch and then triples and pairs in the afternoon. Nice. So and overall, a good day out. How good is it to see, you know, so many women playing in the one place as well? Because it's something that, you know, it, it's long been – long been or we've long wanted to get more women involved in the sport and and like to see events like that is absolutely sensational yeah especially a five side usually you see do see a lot of ladies playing in a mixed tournament obviously you get your men there too Mm. um but to see 60 ladies turn up to support the charity for a one-day event yeah it's really really good it's been a long time coming that's for sure and do you and dawn sort of have to pose for for a lot of photos and autographs when you're there and You'd be the talk of the town, surely. Oh, no. Dawn, maybe, not me. We'll go for Dawn. Dawn's the talk of the town. She walks in, everyone's like, Dawnie. But no, not me. Because I, I was working as well in the bowls office, so everyone's like, ah. here's, here's my money. Here's my money. Yeah. yeah. I'm just Brianna who works in the bowls office, so uh, that's, I'll take that. You're not I'll Brianna the emerging jackaroo. <laughs> No, not in their eyes. No. Oh, geez, that Dawnie's must... the jackaroo and I'm just the bowls office lady. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing when you work at the club, it, you kind of like, it, it kind of nullifies the effect that it has when you walk in because you're just there every day and they, the I'm regulars the would see you all the time. Yeah. That's right. That's, oh, right. that's funny. Well, you are the uh, St. John's Park Little Wings champion, Bree, and, uh, and nobody can take that away from you. So well done. Uh, we've still got plenty more to come on the show. Claire Turley, she's going to join us to chat about Lindsay Clark as well as her new newly found coaching career with Bowls Australia. She's one of the satellite coaches helping out in uh, in the heavy populated Queensland area. So really looking forward to talking to her about that. Fast, fun and for everyone. Bowls Australia's social bowls program, Jack Attack, is like barefoot bowls but better. Jack Attack is the perfect way for beginners to get into bowls with the short and sharp format suitable for people of all ages. Head to jackattack.com.au for more information. 
You are listening to The Right Line, Val Febo and Brianna Smith on Bowls Australia's official podcast. And Brie, we've got a big special guest joining us on this show for the first time. We've had her husband, Wayne Turley, on, and now we have Claire Turley, former Jackaroo and world champion and also recent Queensland Pairs champion with the one and only Lindsay Clark. Claire, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, going good, thank you. Um, now, congratulations on your state Pairs title with Linny. How has that sunk in? Uh, yeah, that was amazing, actually, to play with Liz. She's one of my best friends and get out there and uh, she played awesome. We had tough conditions and then the perfect conditions up here in Queensland, so it was great to win it. So, Claire, that means that you and Lindsay will be representing the state at this year's Australian Championships in Perth. How exciting is that prospect? Yeah, we're both pretty excited, actually, and Mum's on tour um, to go over to Perth. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, like I said, she's one of my greatest friends, So, and we spent a lot of time in bowls and out of bowls, and we've become mums together. So going over there and representing our state will be something that we'll cherish. Now, speaking of representation, Lindsay will no longer be representing Australia after the uh, World Bowls Championships with the announcement coming uh, coming this week. So you've shared so many memories together across the years and you've won a World Champs gold together. But how much of an impact has she had on the national setup since her debut in 20, uh, 2003? Yeah, I think it's been huge. Uh, we both got selected in the Australian squads together. Um back in 2003, I believe it was, and we were both quite shy, uh, reserved and quiet. And Lindsay, anyone, really? <laughs> yeah, anyone that knows Lindsay now knows that the, she is quite outgoing, loves to have a chat to anyone, but I think that's been the development through Bowls, through the program, and she is uh, passing that on to the new people that are coming through, and I do hear her say quite often because she also is the coach, um, but that was what I was like when I first started too. So it's just bringing that personality and the people out to have the confidence they need to play what they need to play. Claire, you mentioned that she's a very outgoing and bubbly personality. What are some of the other attributes that have kept her in the team for the last 20 years? I think her biggest one is she's pretty adaptable and uh, doesn't mind a bit of change. So obviously there's been a huge change over the last 20 years in bowls, for, including like introducing a high-performance program, and the players that have come in and come out, and she's gone through changes in her life as well. So she's gone from a single person, married with two kids, and doing the juggling act of everything. I think adaptability and just uh, the kind person that she is. Um, and she's also got the skills to back it up. So who wouldn't want her in your team? Yeah, she certainly does have those skills. And also Brad's uh, Brad's doing quite well in Cornhole now, so maybe she can uh, she can support that. We uh, we mentioned that in our chat the other day, so who knows. But um, how much of an influence did she have within the team in your time there? Uh, yeah, it was, I think that was our biggest growing period there in the first five, six. Um, so for the first 10 years, we represented together and uh, she grew heaps in that time, and I believe she has a big influence, probably bigger now. Um, when I went out, she was the leader of the team, and she still is the leader of the team. So I think she's grown in that role. Probably when she first got it, she took it on um, and was a bit surprised to have it, and now she definitely deserves it and leads the group very well. Now, Claire, talk us through some of the memories of winning the 2008 World Championships with uh, Julie Keegan and Kaz. Um yeah, that was uh, that would have been Linny's first world title as well, but yep. it was amazing. Um, we went over to New Zealand. Uh, it was Julie, mine, and 
uh, Lindsay's first world title. Um, I don't know. I don't think we knew what we were doing at the time. Now when I look back, I realise how great it was that we won. Um, we had Kaz up skipping us and her experience to lead us through the campaign. Um, it was just great fun and we become great friends out of it. We also won the overall trophy and Kelsey Cottrell was our fifth player. Um, and it was just great to get that trophy back. I think they hadn't had it for 25 years or something to get the overall. And it sort of started the dominance role that Australia has had over the last 15 years or so. Well, yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you about um, as well in terms of, you know, you guys set such a strong foundation back in 2008 and you look at the dominance that Australia has had since then in terms of um, especially women's bowls because obviously Karen doing so well, Kelsey, Tash, Carla, Beck, Linny, uh, Alan Ryan, Christina Christie, you can keep naming them. Um, how have you seen the development of female bowls in the country um, at, at the highest level? Yeah, I think it's been great. Uh, and I do believe it was a lot. That was the start of the high performance program back there. A lot of people weren't interested in it, but I think the women could see great development in it. Also, back then, I know I sound old, um, there wasn't a lot of women that played with the men. It was very separate, the men and the women. So uh, that was the first time they introduced men and women training together, playing together, going to the same camps. They even put the women in some of the men's events, which really progressed our game quite quickly. Um, and then the young ones that come through afterwards have just followed on and progressed even quicker. So it's been great. Switching tact now, Claire, you have recently been appointed as a satellite coach with BA. Can you tell us a little bit about that role and how you're finding the position? Yeah, so I'm working with Lindsay and um, Kaz Murphy and Gaz Willis and Alan Ryan, uh, Alan Faulkner, sorry, and just doing a few days a week up here coaching some Queensland athletes and a lot in the Paris space, um, which has been a huge learning curve for me to be on the other side not on the player side, uh, but it's been fantastic to see players grow and players really grab onto some information I might have or knowledge I have and then run with it and progress. And they teach me almost as much as I can teach them, which has been great. And what drawn what's drawn you into the coaching space? I think always, like I love bowls. I love being part of the culture. I love being part of the team um, culture. And then I've been out of it a little while because of my children. So to come back in, I feel really part of it again. I think it's great being part of that team. Um, and always you want to give something back to the sport that's given us so much in our lives. Claire, how much advice have you imparted on your pupils that you yourself received when you were younger? And what are some of some of the fundamentals that you try to implement? Uh, there's heaps that you – and you – pick up bits from all along the way and I had um, a number of different national coaches and people along the way that helped me get to where I needed to get to. Uh, so I think each person is different, especially in the power space. I'm finding that, you know, they don't have the same opportunities that we've had as open players. So just giving them the opportunities to learn like we've had to learn. Um, yeah, I think the big things that you've got to deal with is being adaptable and willing to change. As everyone knows, this game can go anyway. You can get beaten by a player that's not as good as you often. and um, So you just got to be able to adapt to those things, and I think that's the one thing that you try and teach your people. Like, if you can be better, more consistent, you will win more games. 
Yes, certainly. And that's a great response. And now, Claire, we've grilled you. We've asked you the tough questions. Now it gets tougher, but also fun because we've got our little short end segment. I don't know if you've seen it on the website, but um, we've been doing it with a couple of the world championships, Jackaroos, and we'll get through all of them um, as the months roll on. But it's just quick, sharp questions that just require quick, sharp answers. So we'll start with that. What is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, Lies. Ooh. Now, this is the hardest question of them all. <laughs> Chocolate, fridge or pantry? Pantry, definitely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the answer we were both looking for. Perfect. Thank now- you, Claire. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> what was your proudest moment on the green? I would have been winning a state number one pennant with Moama Bowling Club ladies. There was 15 other ladies that probably won't ever achieve anything like that again, and it was great to be part of it. Your favourite non-bowls athlete? Tiger Woods. Very nice. And what reality TV show would you most like to appear on? Uh, You can say none. Probably none. (laughs) None. Fair enough. Good answer. Big city holiday or tropical island holiday? Tropical island holiday. Very nice. And now this one's a bit of a... I don't know which way this one will go, but I was coming up with things this morning and I'm not sure how it'll go. But would you rather seven world championship silver medals or just the one medal, but it's gold? One medal, that's gold. All right, lucky last. What is something people might not know about you? Uh, I once won a state cup at volleyball. Very nice. Well, we have a staff member here, Max Volleyberg, who's uh, he loves his volleyball, so he might be able to uh, to chase up some footage there. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see how we go. But Claire Turley, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's been a pleasure to chat to you about um, about Linny and also about what you're doing in the coaching space because it's wonderful and the wisdom that you're imparting is great for our younger and up-and-coming athletes in the game. So thank you very much for your contribution and thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you. See you later. Claire Turley there joining us on the show. Really enjoyed that chat and hearing what she had to uh, to say about her great mate, Lindsay Clark, who is also our great mate here on the show. She's been an integral part of the right line and a big congratulations to her on a wonderful international career that isn't over yet because the World Bowls Championships is where it all finishes up for her. And that starts on August 29 up on the Gold Coast. Kate Arjun-Bowden is going to join us right after this on the right line. Bowls Australia's official e-store have a great range of products for every player. Visit shop.bowls.com.au to pick up some new kit and help you look and feel your best out on the green. You're listening to The Right Line, Val Febo and Brianna Smith joining you on Bowls Australia's official podcast. A big thank you to Claire Turley for jumping on in the last seg to chat about all things Bowls, Lindsay Clark and her own career, blossoming career as a satellite coach. But now joining us, one of the young stars of the sport. She's an adult now. She's uh, She's got to join in all the adult things. She can, you know, can't bully all the juniors anymore. Her name is Kate Argent-Bowden. Kate, how are you? I am wonderful, thanks, Val. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. Now, uh, it's been a big year. Um, well, how has the year been bowls-wise? Because you've just taken home the Vic Open triples, but you can't enter any junior tournaments anymore. So how's all that going? Um, it's going well. I went pretty far in the state singles, which was nice. Um, 
I was meant to play my last um, under-18 championships because it was in January, I think about a week before my 18th birthday. But then I got tonsillitis, so I couldn't even play it because I was very unwell. But, no, it's been good. I like the Open competitions a lot, actually. Now, Kate, this is a pretty big year in terms of your career, finishing school and transitioning out of the under-18 categories. How have you found it? Um, I think I've found it, I think... It's good in a way that I was always playing open competitions, um, like especially in the last last year's AO, um, in the fours and the pairs with Sophie. And um, I had a late entry into the singles where I um, had to play Lindsay Clark in my section, which went not well, but it was an experience. Um, but no, it's been good. It hasn't been too much of a crazy transition, which has been, I guess, a bit easier for me. And you're the two-time defending champion in the under-18 girls singles at the AO. How weird will it be when you head up to the Gold Coast and you're not playing that event? Um, it'll be strange because it was always an event that I was very excited for and I was familiar with because I've played in it and have had, like, success in it um, quite a few times. But I think, in a way, it'll be nice to see, like, um, someone else get the title and someone else... Um, possibly like have the opportunities that I've now been able to have since like winning those titles. With the AO being just a few weeks away now, how do you think playing less events will help you in terms of getting more opportunities to throughout the tournament? Um, I think it'll be nice in a way where I don't have to worry about what events I'm in and where I need to go each day. Cause I'll have a little bit more time to myself, which would be nice. Um, yeah, I think it'll be good to be able to balance everything and also playing in like a really tight-knit group that we have with our um, girls. And time to yourself, what's your go-to thing to do on the Gold Coast when you're up there? Well, generally I couldn't do anything because I wasn't 18, so I would just either go back to the apartment while everyone else would go and have fun or I would just sit and build um, coaster towers um, <laughs> while everyone was doing whatever else they were doing. But um, I think it'll just be good to have a bit of catch-up time with, like, the girls and see some people I haven't seen in a while. So it'll probably just be a lot of socialising. Your performances in open events have been so good over the recent years. How confident are you of a deep run in the singles? Um, I'm not 100% sure what to expect because, um, obviously, the field is filled with amazing players like left and right you can't really avoid them um so I think I'll just I mean I haven't made it past the sectionals so I think I'll just get past that first and then I'll like make little um I guess goals for me to try and get as far as I can and then beat that the following year or something <laughs> fair enough and you're teaming up with Sophie Kersman again in the uh in the pairs now the two of you seem to have a great bond you won the uh, Vic Open triples with her and Tris Stolen so how much does a bond like that help your performance? Um, it's really good because you always have someone like obviously Sophie and I are great friends and it's always nice that if I'm getting stressed, she sort of knows how to help me and if she's like getting down on herself, like I can always try and boost her up. So we always just like, I guess, go back and forth with each other, just really helping our game and trying to do the best that we can together while also having a heap of fun as well. Now, Kate, since being made an emerging jackaroo a couple of years ago, how have you seen your development within the sport? Um, 
I think my, I think I've become a lot more confident, I guess, outgoing, like not being as scared going into the open competitions um, in the AO. Like last mm. year, we went a lot further in the fours than I think any of us had expected, not like ability-wise, but we had never played together. So I think it's just sort of helping a bit with my confidence and um, I guess believing in my own ability a bit, yeah. And you finished school at the end of 2022. What have you been doing since then? Um, working a lot. I haven't actually, other than Vic Open, I don't think I've had much time to do anything other than work because I've just been wanting to save up a heap of money and then um, going to uni start of next year. And that's pretty much it, really. Just work and bowls and seeing my friends when I can. <laughs> Now, one last question for you. What are your goals for 2023? Um, I would love a win in an open event in the AO. That would be amazing. Um, I think obviously setting myself up for, like, the future with uni, making sure I'm, like, heading in a good direction and getting myself on track with everything. And um, I think at Nationals as well, uh, we had a decent – run last year compared to um some of the years prior so hopefully we can just um keep going there and if I get another skipper's role that would be amazing but I'm not really fussed I'm just happy to be in the team and work with everyone fair enough now the tough stuff short ends really fast rapid questions and fast rapid answers pretty much Kate so first thing that comes to your mind favorite food uh, pasta. All right, tough question. Chocolate, fridge or pantry? Fridge. Oh. 100%. What's wrong with you? <laughs> a lot. Might have to hang up. Um, cats or dogs? I know you've got a few. Oh, that is so difficult. I have four cats and a dog. Um, <laughs> That's why I asked it. I think dogs. Oh. Your first celebrity crush. Uh, Rory Sloan. Really? There yes. you go. It is. <laughs> Adelaide supporters, my God. Um, if someone gave you $10,000 right now, what would you spend it on? Um, shoes or a trip to uh, Italy. Nice. What reality TV show would you most likely appear on? Oh, that's so hard. I watch so many. Um, uh, We've stumped her here. Yeah. I'll say Survivor. I love watching Love Island, but I don't think I could ever go on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah, that would not be fun, I don't that's think. Fun. And <laughs> uh, what's one movie that you would never get sick of? Um, Harry Potter, any one of them. Yeah, that's fair. Them so much recently. That's fair. I'm just going to butt in here and say I've never seen Harry Potter. What? I'm just going to go to the next question. Bree, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> what the heck? What? I've, I've never seen Harry Potter. How? All right, well, all of them are on Netflix, so you have a task tonight. I've got the the DVDs <laughs> if you want to borrow them or yeah, like. We've got, we've, we've got them all at home. My older sister is obsessed with Harry Potter and I just have never, oh. yeah. Watch them. Even Ben's, in, Ben's into me. Ben's mum's into me. Yeah. 
I went I to Harry. I went, I went to the studios in London last year, and it was unreal. Like, oh, bro, you're missing I'm out. Sure, I'm sure it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> last question. Wrapping up. <laughs> what song revs you up? Um, Untouched by the Veronicas. Oh, fair enough. Great. It was right. <laughs> they um, I saw them at Gather Round uh, at the footy, and they. Pretty before they started singing it, they were like, oh, if everybody could remain upstanding for the national anthem and then Untouched started playing. So they were pretty good really? live. Just continue standing yeah, for the pretty national much. anthem yeah. and Untouched. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, Kate, thank you very much for jumping on the show with us. Good luck at the Australian Open. Uh, no under 18 events for you to bully, but I'm sure you're very capable um, to go deep in the, uh, in the Open events as you did in the fours last year. So good luck and we'll see you up there on the Gold Coast. Thank you so much. Will do. Kate Argent Bowden there joining us on the right line. Now, Bree, I'm I'm gonna let the Harry Potter stuff slide. I'm because right. I know I know last week you revealed a tough moment to me about missing the flight with Zach Efron on it. So yeah. I I will let it slide because that that is honestly that that it's worth it. It's worth being upset for and it's worth just letting it go. So I'm glad you can let it go. I'm yeah. glad we can move on now. We can be fine. If you hadn't told me that though, I promise I would not have let this go, but thank you very much for your efforts on the show today. It's been a pleasure as per usual. Always fun with you, Val. Always fun. And uh, a big thank you to Claire Turley and Kate Arjun-Bowden for jumping on with us as well. Uh, remember you can uh, subscribe via Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. And also look up Bowls Australia's social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. We're on absolutely all of them. So catch up with the world of Bowls that way. Bree, thank you very much. No, thank you. It's thank been you. Brianna Smith and Val Febo on the right line. We'll catch you next week.